0: Praise God. Sister Yolanda Chandler brought me a box of candy that has 13,444 calories in it. Now, that's no exaggeration. I multiplied the calories. 48 Snicker bars. Can you believe that? And I want to serve notice on Sister Grant and Charlie that I'm going to break their necks if they eat my Snicker bars. (laughs) Oh, my, I'll tell you. You know, I was just, uh, every now and then you do a little uh, inventory. You know, you kind of look at your ministry. In the years that I've been preaching, I I know of uh, 50 people that I personally ordained in the ministry. I have dedicated better than 50 churches I have performed at least 100 weddings. Uh, I have officiated in 75 to 100 funerals. I've personally baptized over 500 people. Now, if you notice, I hardly ever baptize anyone. Our ministers do this. I have dedicated over 200 babies, and I have preached... Over 4,000 times, that's about 6,000 hours worth, you know. I said all that to say this, if this doesn't turn out good tonight, it's not because I don't have the experience. (laughs) (laughs) Well, praise God. (laughs) We welcome all of our visitors to Calvary Gospel Church. Sometimes we have some people get in goofy moods and they set me off. And so when I get up here, I can't stop. So it's not my fault. Somebody else's. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord, would you? Thank you, God. Lord, we love you. We worship you, God. We praise you, Lord, so very much. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You are so good. You are so wonderful, you are so mighty, you are so true. Jesus, we love you with our whole heart. I pray, God, that you would indeed move in this place tonight. Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Ephesians 6, verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praise God. Isn't that a beautiful reading though? Yes. Yes. Praise God. You may be seated. I want to speak tonight on spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. Now, we ended our, our messages on separation. But I did talk about the kingdom of Satan and the world and the world is the system by which he has organized his kingdom with men, that these are hostile toward God and his people. Uh, Therefore, in this sense, we are called warriors. Uh, As we relate to our position in the Lord, we are called warriors. Now, as you look through the various... Uh, positions that we hold in the body of Christ we are uh, not always considered warriors some people they think that they're warriors so they take on a warlike spirit in other words they they feel that everything on the planet earth is adverse to them and they're adverse to it and they fail to realize that there is a time frame in your experience with God in which you are called upon to War against Satan. But we are warriors. Now if you will notice in verse 11. There is a scripture that says put on the whole armor of God. Pardon me verse 10. Finally my brethren be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. In the power of his might. Who can quote Acts 1 and 8 for me? How many of you can quote Acts 1 and 8? All right, Brother John Eckhart, quote it loudly, can you? Unto the uttermost parts of the earth. All right. Praise God. All right. Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So while we are warriors... The warrior is given power. This is something that is that is extremely important. And we must understand that, that we live in a world that's quite full of hostilities. Uh, someone recently asked me if I would view uh, a nature film that was taken off of the Discovery Channel. Uh, it had to do with sharks and then uh, crocodiles. And I... It's a long, long thing, and I, I certainly didn't look at all of it, but but I, I was just amazed, you know, that the world is just full of hostilities. <laughs> you, you see these great white sharks as they attack the seals, and sometimes people. And I was just, just amazed. Now, before we go any further, I know the question is going to come up, now, uh, because this has already come up, people have asked me about the Discovery Channel on TV. So said, well, it's all nature. Well, I did notice one thing right away about the Discovery Channel. That it it is ingrained and it does everything to promote the theory of evolution. I'm telling you, it's, it's just evolution, evolution, evolution. You know, talking about 150 billion years ago or whatever it was, you know, and... You know, way back before there was a god, see? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) But uh, I I, I was quite alarmed because it's probably been about four years ago that someone had taped a, um, a series off the Discovery Channel about the Australian Brumby horses, and they wanted me to see that, knowing that we were in, in. We have some horses, Sister Grant and I, and we we watched it. But the same thing. In other words, the the three times that I've actually viewed the taping of this, it's just been so full of evolution. And I will say this: that uh, people who have the Discovery Channel and you're constantly watching things off the Discovery Channel, thinking that you are uh, perhaps bypassing some of the messages of the world. There is no message more damning to mankind than the denunciation of God Himself. You know, because that is anti-Christ, anti-God all the way. Now you just have to keep that in mind, okay? Now <clears throat> I haven't officially started on this message yet, so if you're timing me, you wait till I finish all of these these remarks. <clears throat> but. Uh, and, and and the thing I noticed too, years ago, in reading the National Geographic magazine, uh, years ago I used to read the National Geographic a lot, but the National Geographic magazine is just full of evolution. Everything's evolution, 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 evolution. You know. And it, it is there. And, you know, man just started from some kind of goo. You know. And later on, he went to the zoo. And later on, he became you. So, the message of the Discovery Channel is from goo to the zoo by, from goo to you by the way of the zoo. All right, we get it right. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> that kind of message does not really enhance and help you believe in God. And so much of that will just reprogram you to, to where you, uh, uh, well, let me just say this. There was a poll taken about ten years ago, and I, I, I took special interest in this because they said the average American young person believes in God very strongly, but he also believes in evolution. Two contradictory doctrines. Two doctrines that contradict each other, maybe I should say. So, how can a person believe in God and yet believe in evolution? They said because educationally, he believes in evolution. Traditionally, he has been taught God, so he likes to go to church, and he likes to practice his religion. But outside of the doors of the church, it's evolution all the way. I suppose that you actually could do that for a while. But I believe that one would win out in the long run. Now, I said all of that about uh, the Discovery Channel to say that I'm I just—I was just amazed. There's some things that I saw uh, in uh, the part about crocodiles that that just—I don't know. I don't know if anybody saw that or not. But but it, it was just amazing, uh, and I I basically. I've thought about it over and over and over. These big, huge crocodiles. Crocodiles are found in where South America, Africa, uh, Asia, Australia. I think that's about the four places in tropical forests. Some uh, of the kinds of crocodiles are quite small. Some are very, very large. But uh, in Africa, the Nile crocodile, uh, it showed pictures of these huge, huge crocodiles. And they were in the water there, and the zebras were passing by. Now, these, some of these zebras are big. I mean, big. They're as big as a, what I would consider a small horse like an Arabian. And these horses were just walking over these crocodiles. They'll just lay there like they're just rocks or something. And then all of a sudden, this one this one crocodile just reaches up, massive jaws, and gets catches this zebra, full grown zebra, right by the by the hip, up high on his hip. And this zebra is struggling and kicking and doing everything that it possibly can to escape, but he cannot escape. They lock those jaws and there's just no way. And then the, the crocodile just simply starts backing up and he's taking him to deeper water for you know what. Seriously. And uh So he takes him to deeper water, just inch by inch, not getting in any hurry. And, of course, the zebra is struggling, cannot in any way escape those huge jaws of of the crocodile. Backing up inch by inch, just slow and methodically backing up. The water gets up to the knees, up to the belly, up to the withers. And the last thing that you saw was this zebra just holding its nose out. And then, of course, he goes under. Now, when we talk about warfare, we have to understand that, that there is a reason why that we stress the Holy Spirit. That you are no match against the devil. And the way the devil usually attacks is that he may hit you hard with something. And after the initial attack, it's just kind of this slow, steady pressure on you then. It just takes you into deeper water. Just inch by inch by inch by inch. Until finally you're out there and all of your strength is gone. But my Bible tells me that with the Holy Ghost, that we can be overcomers. We can be made more than conquerors. First John four four. Does anybody know what that says? I'm going to be using all of you here tonight. Somebody tell me what First John four four says. Greater as he, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And, and, and you know, and and what we have to do when we are in the presence of God, we have to we have to feed the inner man, strengthen the inner man. We had a prayer meeting last night. Well, we had a little bit of a misunderstanding about the prayer meeting. Several people thought we had called it off, and others did not hear the announcement. But we did announce that we were having a prayer meeting. We told why we were calling off the Friday night prayer meeting, but there was a little mix-up. Uh, I found this out that some people hear, but they don't hear what is said. <laughs> That's why Jesus said, "He that hath ears to hear, let him hear." Sometimes you have ears, and the ears are for hearing, but sometimes they're not—they're not used for hearing the right things. <laughs> but you know, you come in here, and it's just like that box of of uh, Snickers that were placed that was placed on my on my desk, sometimes we have to get in the presence of the Lord and say, Lord, we need a a real surge of energy here. I need 13,444 calories put on the inner man. I need something great and something dynamic. I need something that can push me through tomorrow because there is a struggle. And the thing about it is, as you go on down, it says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle, but we do wrestle, you know. And that simply means there is contact. There is definite contact. So First John 4, 4, I can do all things through Christ. Or, Pardon me, no. That's Philippians 4, 13. Well, we get it right. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Uh, but but the, see, the secret is that I can do all things through Christ when He gives me strength. That's basically what it's saying. It's not your... It, it's just not a teaming up with God that that makes the difference. It's the yielding of oneself to the power of God. Alright? Ephesians 3, 16 through 20. And I'd like for someone to turn there and stand and read this Ephesians 3:16 through 20. Who has this? The first one to find it stand and read it. Okay, sister Rowe, read this. And verse 20 now. Now isn't that just beautiful though? You you really think about it. Paul, to, to me, he has a way of saying things. And of course he was writing this under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. But notice what he says. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you're able to ask. I've had people say, I don't feel worthy to ask. Well, you have to ask, you know. But I think what a lot of people are really faced with is that they're not really for sure that God can do what they ask. But notice what he says. What we ask or think Now, if you just kind of all of a sudden put your, put your mind in gear and you begin to think about what God could possibly do for you, what could God do for you? And you just let your mind run wild for a while about all the things that God could help you with and all the things that God could do. And then when you stop dreaming, so to speak, remember... Brother Sy, the Bible says He can do beyond what you're able to ask or think. Exceeding abundantly above. Notice how He coupled the two words together. Exceeding abundantly above. In other words, whatever you're able to think, God can do far beyond that. However, the Bible says, according to the power that worketh within you. You know, there's a lot of Christians that just dream. There's a lot of Christians that just simply ask. But the thing about it is, we have to find the secret. God's got to be working in us. His power must reside in our hearts. It has to be there. It's got to be motivating, pushing us. That He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Isn't that something? And so what the Bible is saying is there is that building up, though the oh the outer man perished, the inner man is renewed day by day in the Holy Ghost. This is the reason why that that uh, your worship and your communication, your prayer is so important in your walk with God. So important. Just day after day after day after day after day after day, day, you have to constantly, constantly, constantly be aware that you need God and you lean on Him and you depend on Him. Praise God. Now, quite often, you know the the term is used that He's an on fire Christian. Well, there's just no way you can make it if you're not an on fire Christian. And how do, what do we mean when we say on fire? I, you know, we, talk, we, we have our own language. We talk about praying through. We understand what that means. A lot of people don't understand what that means. But it means simply means that we just seem, seemingly break through the barrier, the thing that holds us back, and we're in a state of liberty where God is just pumping and pouring His Holy Spirit in us. Activating, empowering us. Why? Because there's a world out there. The old term that's used in the world, survival of the fittest. It's also true in the kingdom of God. How fit are you to take on the devil? Now you're going to take him on whether you want to or not. You see see the amazing thing and, and this is one thing that that I have observed in, in all of the studying that I've done in nature, almost all of the uh, predatory type animals, they're always looking for the weak and the sick. Why it's an easy meal. It's an easy victory. You, if you don't think the devil's looking for the weak and the sick, you're, you're mistaken. <laughs> yeah. I've even talked to some people that had this distorted view. Now, listen to this. Well, if I really get on fire, the devil's really going to get me. Now, that's loony thinking. Because he's. He's, he's, he's going to get you and get you in a hurry. If you don't get on fire. <laughs> the only way that you'll be able to survive is to get on fire and stay on fire. Right. Right. Yeah. Praise God. Because he he will pick on the weak and the sick. You won't be able to survive. You absolutely will not be able to survive. So, we as a warrior, uh, we as warriors, we have uh, the power of the Holy Ghost to help us. We're not just out here in the world that we're just totally forsaken. I've had Christians say, well, I just, I'm all forsaken. No, you're not forsaken. You may feel forsaken. But sometimes feelings are based on a personal belief. You know that? People say, I feel forsaken. Well, don't ever say that. You may say, what if I feel it? Well, don't don't say it. Because let your faith inside of you rise up. And your faith is based upon what thus saith the word of the Lord. Jesus says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And you keep quoting that until you feel Jesus by your side praise God you feel Jesus by your side verse 11 put on the whole armor of God now let's talk about the warrior's armor now we talk about the whole armor of God this is something that is is very important Romans 13 12 you need not turn there it talks about the armor of light and then 2nd Corinthians six twelve talks about the armor of righteousness now the armor is explained down here and most of the time when, when, when you think of this, you, you think of someone that's putting on a, some kind of media, medieval type uh, armor and uh, maybe something that you would do jousting in or something back on some of the, the, the big uh, draft uh, warrior type horses. But uh, what Paul's talking about, he's not talking about putting an armor on the outside at all. It's something you can't see from the outside. Uh, Sunday, a cute little thing happened. I, I happened to tell Sister Knopf about Megan. We were over here, you know, and, and the kids were uh, the nursery teachers deserve to go to heaven. You know, they just deserve to go to heaven. I no, no qualifications to that. They just deserve to go. There's just kids all over the place and they're rolling and, and Brother Witkus could, could do something that's fun and they would laugh. Now, I know they don't know what they're laughing about. Just everybody else laughs. They're supposed to laugh and <clears throat> One little girl came, got on my knee, and Jordan Powell got on the other knee, and these just precious little kids, you know, they're just so sweet, and they talked to each other Shh. This little girl, I think her name is Sylvania. Sylvania looked at Jordan and, and said, "Is that your daddy?" And Jordan says, "No." And uh, she said, does he live next to you? And Jordan says, no. And then she asked a question quite unrelated to me. But she said, who lives next to you? Jordan got this. He looked and he says, my neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) My neighbors, he said. All this is going on. Then little Megan is, is, is she's on the floor and she's up and she's standing. She's got this new dress on and beautiful socks and you know her hair is just done up so nice and and you know the ruffles around the the, the her skirt and everything. She puts her she puts one shoe out like this and she looks and and uh, she, you know and you can see how she's twisting. You know she takes her little backside and twists it around a little bit. You know and then she looks at and then. And then she looks at her dress and 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 then she she sits down and she she gets this dress in a perfect circle and she's looking at it. she stands back up, she goes through all of this again. And then all of a sudden, to my surprise, she had looked at everything that she could see. She takes her little neckline, and pulls it way out like this, and buries her little head <laughs> inside <laughs> and <clears throat> Now, she's checking on what's underneath that dress. <laughs> it really is. It's just so funny. And she, I mean, she keeps her head in there a long time. She's taking a good look. See? <clears throat> but wouldn't it be nice if somehow we would look beyond this physical structure, what we are, and take a look inside and, and see that we are properly equipped. You know, if you're, if you're going out, you want to dress for the occasion. Uh, it was raining a little when we came to church. I, I thought about, should I take an umbrella? I said, no. You know, you always think about these things. Maybe if it's raining a little bit harder, I'll get the umbrella out. Some people are more cautious than I. Uh, you know, they take an umbrella if they thought, you know, that, that would even sprinkle a little bit. But uh, I notice people, uh, they always seem to want to dress for the occasion. But how many times do we really think about the inner man? The real battle, see, takes place inside of an individual with the inner man. And when we talk about all the things we talk about to equip the Christian we're not talking about equipping him with with swords and spears and pistols and guns and bows and arrows and things to fight a physical battle but to fight a spiritual battle with this is something that that is so very very important so i just want to read this Verse 13, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God. How much of God's armor? All of it. The whole armor of God. Why? Because the devil's coming. Isn't he coming? Sure, that you may be able to stand in that day of evil. That's what the Bible says. And what it's saying is that the day of evil will come. It's not going to be a bed of roses all the way. Christianity is not a bed of roses all all the time. Really, it isn't. But, but there's so many different ideas uh, floating around among people. Now you take a Christian that's fully equipped, wearing inwardly the whole armor of God. Let me tell you something. See, young people like to be different. You know that? Let me tell you how you can really be different. If you want to be different almost from anyone on this planet earth, be the best Christian you can be. If you really want to be different. <clears throat> you know that? Be a Christian. If you want to be different. I'll guarantee you if you're the best Christian you will can be, they'll you'll have more attention coming your way than you can deal with there'll be more people asking you questions seeking you out trying to find out what this is all about now it's you know it's it's, it's sloppy long pants and long t-shirts and long coats I've seen guys that I know didn't weigh much over a hundred pounds. With, with clothes on that would fit me. <clears throat> I just had the opportunity not long ago, and it was in a little bit of a, a little bit of a, what should I say, a lighthearted atmosphere. I said, "Son, let could I ask you a question." I said, "Why are you wearing your shirt so tight?" You know, it was hanging way down to his uh, to his knees. Seriously. He said, "Tight." <laughs> I said, "Is that the largest shirt you could possibly find?" I mean, you need to—you need not wear your clothes so tight, son. He looked at me like, that "Guy's goofy." <laughs> <You know? clears throat> so the evil day will come, and this is what he says: that you should have your loins girded about with truth. Having on the breastplate, breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, and the helmet of salvation, which is the spirit of the word of the Lord, and the sword of the spirit, pardon me, which is the word of God. So what is happening here is that that we put on the whole armor of God, not on the outside. Don't even think about it being on the outside at this time. Think about the inner man, the real you. You know, you get a little bit later, you, you begin to think about more than the body. You know that? Because the the, the body begins to <clears throat> fall apart. Why is everybody laughing while I talk about that? really something happens to the flesh see I I blame most of my problems on gravity everything is just going downhill (laughs) my chest is considerably closer to the ground than it was ten years ago (laughs) oh I'm trying. But I know that this is one battle that I will lose. But I must win. Like my grandfather, he had a pocket knife and he had it for years. And and, and he'd always referred to his pocket knife. And and one of the the, uh, 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 blades uh, broke. So he takes an old hacksaw type blade and and cuts it out and grown he, he, a grinder and makes another blade. And after a while, it had bone on, on the on the handle part, and and that went bad. And he put a piece of pine board on it, and he took and oiled it down. And, and he had that thing apart so much, and he kept referring to his pocket knife, but really it, it didn't look like the same pocket knife. But <clears throat> and, and this is what happens to the body, you know. Ears get where they can hear. Eyes get where they can't see. Teeth get where they can't grind. <laughs> That's what, isn't that what Solomon was talking about? You've read that in, a, in, in the book of Ecclesiastes, haven't you? He talks about the strong men that get weak, talking about the legs. After a while, you know, there's a cane or there's a walker. This is, this is reality, folks. It's, re, it, it's real. And we're going to lose the battle with the body. But what Paul is saying, you can't afford to lose a battle, the real battle, with the soul. Why? Because there's more to man than just a body. Jesus said, ye destroy this body, in three days I will raise it up again. Denoting that the true identity of Jesus Christ was more than flesh and blood. I will raise it up again. And I am going to live forever someplace. Either in heaven or in hell. praise god and that's that's just the way it is so so we need to be fully prepared having the whole armor of god on now we talk about our foe and, and and i want to spend just a little bit of time in john 10 10 he's called the thief the thief cometh not but to steal kill and destroy so the devil's called the thief and uh, <clears throat> I, I, I you know if you're a uh, A sane person, you wouldn't leave the keys to your car in the hands of someone who has quite a record of stealing cars, would you? But you wouldn't want to do that, would you? Why do people then, reputable people, mess around with the devil? In Revelation 12, if you would turn there with me, Revelation 12... Satan is called the dragon. That's in verse 9 of Revelation 12. And that great dragon was cast out. He's called the old serpent also. And then he's called the beast. In Revelation eleven seven. it's he's called the beast. And then in Revelation 13, 1, he's called the beast. All right. Uh, And in verse 9 of Revelation 12, he's called a serpent. Now, in Revelation, uh, verse 9, in Revelation 9, verse 11, he is called Apollyon from the Greek, Abaddon from the Hebrew, which means destroyer. Now... in 1st peter 5 and 8 if you will just quickly turn there be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion now i said that to say that that when you look at a, a dragon now somebody asked me you know they said oh <clears throat> brother grant do you, do you believe there were dinosaurs i do not believe in evolution but i believe there were dinosaurs You know now some things are extinct simply because of the process of nature. Just we talk about the survival of the fittest. Some things are just destroyed. Certain we, we don't know that much about the dinosaurs. Most of that is just a you have to understand it's kind of a made up story. You follow what I'm saying? They say what they ate and all of this. They're not really for sure. So well, we're not really for sure, but this is what we think. And even though a lot of the bones have been found and such. Uh, and, and then the big question came up. Uh, could, could Noah have really gotten all these big old animals in the ark? And, and if so, how? Well, you got to understand before the flood that all animals were domesticated. They were domestic animals. It wasn't until after the flood that God put a fear or dread in the heart of the beast for man, and in the heart of man for beast. One glorious thing about the millennium is that the lion shall lay down by the the lamb. In other words, it's almost like the the first time frame of man will be reinstated for a thousand years here on the planet earth. See? I do believe that there, there were dinosaurs. Some things, you know, just... You know, it's, it's like you go through the Painted Desert in in Arizona, and then they have the petrified forest. It's right out in the desert. You go through there, there's big, huge logs, petrified logs. People say, you mean there were trees here at one time? There still are trees. They're just not alive. But they're they're still there, you know. No, I don't know what happened. I don't have any idea. Like the, the lumberjack. He went in to apply for a job in, in Washington, and... He tried and tried, nobody would hire him because he's such a little bitty guy. And so <clears throat> they asked him, said, "You mean you can actually take a this axe and fell this tree?" He said, I "Not only can do it, I can do it in record time. I can do it faster than any human being." So they gave him the axe, and I mean to tell you, he went over there and he looked like a beaver. Just ch- 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 boom! Down it fell. He went over the next one. Bloop, 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 bloop crushed down it came. They went up to him and they said, dear me, we have never had anybody that could fell a tree. like." So where did you learn how to do this? He said, the Sahara. Sahara? That's a desert. The little guy said, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I said that to say this. We talk about dragons. Were there dragons? The Bible speaks of dragons, doesn't it? And the devil is compared to one. Now, I'm not really for sure what a dragon is. But I know when I look and I think of a beast, I think think of a lion. I think of a serpent. I think of a, a dragon. Mine goes back to those crocodiles. I'm serious. I just. I I never had anything to... uh, First, let's talk about the lions. I remember several years ago that uh, Brother Rutherford had checked out a film out of the library, and it was on lions, and he wanted to show it in a Christian school, which we ended up uh, taking it back without showing it, uh, only because it showed the mating of the lions and such, and we didn't think that was proper. But nevertheless, I'll tell you what, I never had anything... To affect me like when when this big huge lioness, you know, the uh, females do all the hunting. They're they're swift and they're fierce, and they do all the hunting. And to see this, see see how they just the strategy. I mean, they just they really figure this out now, it's, you know. And and to see this zebra come by, and this this lion just I mean pounce. Out in and, and a full gallop. Do lions gallop? Run. And horses gallop. And anyway the zebra was galloping. <laughs> and uh, I'm here to tell you. That she got just close enough. And she brought that zebra down. By just hooking those fangs. Right in to its, its hip. Just. And down it went. And Wow. You know, you just, some things you don't like to think about. But see, the Bible is calling our attention to all this because there are times when we need to provoke ourselves to think of the deeper meaning involved in the Scripture. And of course, in this case, there were two of the, the lions hunting together. And as soon as this big zebra came down, this other one was nearby. And this other one knew exactly where on the throat to grab and just within a matter of minutes it was just all over and going to this this crocodile story they showed another crocodile that latched on just kind of the back leg lower on with the zebras and the zebra was kicking and everything else but this crocodile just backing up inch by inch to deeper water and when it got up to around the neck on this zebra, another crocodile came in and knew just where to grab this zebra. This this crocodile opened its mouth and grabbed the zebra right on the nose and mouth and came down. And the zebra could not breathe. They're masters at killing. They're masters at killing. Well, his name is called Apollyon. Why? Because he is of the hostile kingdom. He will destroy you if there is a way to destroy you. Doesn't make any difference. If it's overcommitted, become discouraged. If it's problems with maybe an employer, or a son, or a daughter, or or in a marriage. If it can be done, it will be done. And I'm not trying to say, just start looking at it, I'm saying be, be equipped. Because the problems will indeed come. They will indeed come. We have some people here in this assembly that, that are very much acquainted to, the, to uh, surgery. They've been in the operating rooms. Uh, they're taking now, and, 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 and they, they cover the body, most of the body, with, with a covering and leave exposed only the part in which they're operating on. Why? Because, you see, there, there's just there's germs everywhere. And they're just constantly filtering and falling down. That's an old fact. It's that same way in the spirit world. Now don't be afraid to walk out the door. Because fear is not going to help you one bit. Because it it, it won't stop a thing. It's just there. You might as well just, you know, straighten your backbone out and back your ears and smile. And make out like you have good sense. And don't be afraid of the devil. Just get, get on fire with the Holy Ghost. Let God fight your battles for you. That's what you have to do. Now, one thing that I was amazed, though, in this, this story, they went to South America and they, they talked about the crocodiles there. And then all of a sudden, while the crocodile was showing the crocodile just pretty much, you know, capturing every foe, everything that would come by, all of a sudden. In the water crawls this 30-foot anaconda snake. Now, I say 30-foot, only because they grow up to 30. You know, it's, wow. Like this Texan said, he he, he saw this 30-foot rattlesnake. And one lady came up to him and said, There's no such thing as a 30-foot rattlesnake. He said, Yes, there, there is, too. I saw one. And she she said, well, there is no such thing as a 30-foot rattlesnake. I looked in the encyclopedia, and the encyclopedia says no, and if there was, how can it be? He said, well, I was scared half to death, and the way I interpreted it, the part I saw plus the part I thought I saw was 30 feet. (laughs) So at any rate, this big anaconda snake, crawls in the water. The crocodile thinks, "Ah, this will make a good meal. The crocodile went over and (laughs) latched on. The anaconda snake slowly coiled itself around the crocodile and started squeezing. You know, most of the time when we think about a serpent, we think of biting. But the python... The boa constrictor, they're cousins, I guess, of the anaconda. And this snake began to just squeeze and squeeze and squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. You can just see the, the squeezing effect. You know what happened? This anaconda snake squeezed the very life out of that crocodile. Killed it. It said there's just nothing outside of a, a man with a gun. Because that thing can just squeeze and squeeze and squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. And after a while, the crocodile wants to escape, but there's no escape. The crocodile outweighs the anaconda snake by probably four to one. But every place the crocodile goes, the snake just has a free ride. and he squeezed him until he broke every bone in his body in that area and literally suffocated. Now, I preached the way I have tonight to get you to understand that that some people, and and I see this all the time, and some of you have expressed some concern. I see new converts that just inch by inch, they're going out to the deep water. (coughs) Really, inch by inch and then it, it, you know all it doesn't take much then all of a sudden they're going to submerge it's all over with or maybe before they go under there will be one final blow that'll just and cut the life off of them you see that i pastored people i just god what can i do i have talked with them i said look you need to, you need to attend church more regularly. Let me just tell you something. I don't care why you're missing. It doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any difference. And people who, listen, I've had people say I'm just too busy. If you're you're that busy, you're just plain too busy. But you might get too busy to go to heaven too, you know. You know that? Now I'm saying this because I love you and I care for you. But I can't get to church in time to go in the prayer room. I can't, I, I, you know, I can't, you know, I hear that all the time. And and, and, and just the coils are around them. And they're hurting. And all they need is just inward strength to resist. When that serpent wraps himself around you, let the Holy Ghost withstand you think you think an anaconda snake could squeeze an iron pipe in half? Absolutely not. It's no match for that. Well, you need to get some metal in your system. That's what the Holy Spirit can do. But just inch by inch by inch by inch. Isn't that what the armor of God's for? See? We have on the breastplate of righteousness. Do you think that serpent can squeeze the breastplate of righteousness? You think he can do that? We have on the helmet of salvation. Do you think that crocodile can crush the helmet of salvation? Absolutely not when you have all, have your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel, do you think the devil is a match for you? Absolutely not. I'm not saying run from the devil. There are times when you resist him, you run toward him too. There are times when you just literally give the devil a run. You know. So, We just end it by by looking at the very last verse that's found here in Ephesians 6. Now here's the prayer, the warrior's resource. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication. We're all saints. Praying. Talks about supplications. What what, do you, what is supplications? We have prayer, supplications, and we have intercessory prayers. Somebody like to help me out here? Just give me your opinion. If you're wrong, I won't say nope. <clears throat> I might say, well, you know, it's like this. I'll be nice to you if you're wrong. Perseverance. Perseverance. When I think of supplications, I think of perseverances. And that's someone that's, that's fervently praying in the Holy Ghost. I mean, they just got a hold of God. They're just, it's there. I like to think of intercessory prayer more as prayer that's in this, done in the Spirit. When you're totally lost and you're not... But for your, sure how you're praying and just praying for people, but you see, God has given us tr- a tremendous resource. You know, there's so many different avenues to touch God. It's not all together in the dance. It's not all together in the shouts. Not all together in the hand clapping. It's not all together in the prayer. It's not all together in the praise. But it can be in all of these. In the word see I believe that there's never a time in which the believer cannot contact God you may be limited in one area at one time for some reason that maybe you'll never know but there's always access to God so we have a tremendous resource watching watching do you know God gives us discerning of spirits? Be sober, be vigilant. What is vigilant anyway? It means be watchful. Just like the lion is crouched behind some big clump of grass, you will notice the, the wildebeest, the deer. Whatever it is. The zebra. While they're munching on the grass, they're always looking around. We have deer that come out in our yard. Let me tell you something. I'm serious when I say our yard. They just planted some trees this past year and they've eaten all of the they eat the evergreens right down. Certain ones they don't. The spruce they don't because they're real sticky, you know, got those little barbs on the end of the needles. But the white pine we got up the other morning, went out. One that Sister Grant had guarded all year long, sprayed and everything. A deer came in. I don't know if it was a single deer. And just ate that whole tree. Just left a little top out on the top. Just Will it make it this winter? I don't know. But I do know this. I've seen them come up. And you know what they'll do? They'll take one bite and they'll look. They'll take another bite. They seem to never be found in a vulnerable position. We're always ready. Ready. Can we stay that equal as ready? I'm not talking about running from the devil. But certainly you're very vulnerable when the devil slips up on you and attacks you and you're not ready to fight. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Don't you love him? I want you to stand with me at this time. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and thank the Lord for the power of the Holy Ghost. God, we love you, we worship you, we praise you. Dear Lord, dear Lord, dear Lord, oh God. Let your power, Lord Jesus, be in this place. Let the glory of the Holy Ghost come. Touch us, Lord Jesus, I pray every one of us. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I love you, God. I worship you, God. I praise you, God. Magnify your great name, Lord, oh God. Your name, Lord, is above every name and your power, God, is above all. You need to listen to what your pastor has spoken. He has given you a device. He has given you a way to prosper in my spirit. He has given you a way for me to work through you. You need to understand the power of prayer. Supplication is a way that I can move through you. You need to hear me tonight because I want you to understand the power of prayer. If you yield yourself tonight to prayer, I can work through you. I can bind all evil that comes against you. Fear not what comes against you, but hear what I have to say. Yield yourselves to prayer. Yield yourselves to the power of prayer, saith the Lord. Oh, God, dear God, dear God. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I want you right now, let your mind go back to the very moment that you know that you were the closest in the Lord. And I want you to think about how you prayed, how you sought God, the burning in your heart to be in the house of God. And I want you to purpose in your heart tonight before you leave that you're going to pray back through and put yourself right there and start all over, right where you were the closest in God. Praise God. Can you do that right now as God talks to you? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now the altar is open. Anyone that would like to come and pray. But you may feel free to pray back where you are. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, God. Savior, 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 God. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God, in Your name, in Your name, in Your name, Lord, let Your Holy Spirit move and flow. Let the glory of God, let the glory of God come. Rest upon us, O God, we pray in your name. Bring us close to you, Lord, close to your kingdom. Jesus, we are your children, Lord. We want to walk in light, not in darkness. We want to put on the whole armor of light, Lord.